0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday August 15th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yermark tells the New York Post's Andrew Marchand and SBJ's John Aran that his main message to Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov when the two recently spoke was that he is sorry to put the league in a difficult position, but this was something that we had to do. And this was something that the board and our key stakeholders encouraged. I'm sorry that my gain is your loss. We had a very collegial conversation. George was fantastic, and I'll be seeing him again in a couple of weeks at some industry meetings. Jormark points out that he had been open about the Big 12's ambition to expand, maybe some people in the industry didn't like it that I was so intentional about it, but I'm very transparent. In fact, I telegraphed it. I just felt that was the right way to do it versus other things that I've witnessed and observed in our industry over time, where transparency really wasn't the case your mark on the big 12's decision to retain endeavor the number one thing that endeavor was asked to do was to evaluate our tv deal to identify what the goal post would look like moving forward and if we could get something done quickly at the time i didn't realize that was really the last big media deal that was available especially in our industry of collegiate athletics sometimes in life you gotta get lucky and we got a little lucky ECU AD John Gilbert says the Pirates are happy with their position in the AAC, we sell a lot of tickets, we have a lot of people come to our games. If you look at our ESPN and ESPN Plus broadcasts, we are at the higher end of our peers. Asked whether ECU would consider leaving if a better financial situation presented itself, Gilbert responds, finances are real. Your broadcasting partner, they have to be willing to fund those things. It really is complex when you look at realignment and you also have exit fees indiana ad scott dolson says iu is in the exploratory stages of upgrading memorial stadium we don't have a project yet but at the same time we know we need to modernize memorial stadium just like we did simon's jot assembly hall what i want to do is put together a plan for that modernization from a fan experience standpoint to that end iu has tapped nations group to survey fans and season ticket holders about what they'd like to see in the stadium A news release regarding the project outlined the potential for a reimagined concourse, new social gathering spaces, upgraded concessions and restrooms, and a series of enhanced premium seating options and locations. Dolson stating, I think the overall existing structure is strong, but I think at the same time, as we get feedback and the project comes together, I think modernizing it will be up to how large the project ends up being. We want to keep the same feel of the stadium, but at the same time, we'll modernize it. Other than the north and south ends, what will that entail, I don't know yet. Arkansas AD Hunter Juracek tweets that he's invited ESPN men's basketball headliner Jay Billis to campus in Fayetteville on Eurocheck's own dime to have full transparency on our revenues and expenses. If you are going to make a seven-figure salary covering college athletics you should probably be educated on college athletics. Juracek's invitation comes after Billis called Juracek's recent op-ed about the need for NIL regulation nonsense. Billis was quick to respond, I've been there, and loved it. What a fabulous place. I didn't sense poverty, nor the end of college sports around the corner. But, if that is indeed the case for you, Division 2 or 3 is open to join. Somehow, I doubt that is a serious consideration. Oklahoma has raised $240 million toward its $725 million lead on campaign goals since 2020, with Sooner Club members contributing $79 million during FY23. That total includes a record 11 pledges of at least $1 million. Best-selling author James Andrew Miller joins The Ringers Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker to discuss the state of ESPN and what comes next after the Penn Gambling Deal. Miller says very few people would have predicted the pen deal was in the work six months ago and adds, I don't want to say it sounds like a fire sale going on, but this doesn't reek of an element that's part of a grander strategic plan. It seems like a one-off, almost done in haste and with a partner that you would never have expected them to be in business with. Miller also indicates he does not detect a grand strategic plan guiding ESPN's actions right now, it turns out this conundrum that ESPN is facing is actually really, really difficult to navigate. It's financial, it's cultural, it involves the behavior of consumers. It involves a lot of their competitors, too, who have recently been able to do certain things that they weren't able to do years ago. When assessing the state of ESPN overall, Miller remarks, Look, I don't want to overdramatize it, but think of the cable bundle as like a cancer inside the ESPN organization, and what's going on right now with this gambling deal, it's almost like ESPN is receiving a stem cell transplant, just to push the metaphor a little bit more, as we watch. The old days are clearly gone thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the d1t and 5 for tuesday august 15th we'll see you back here this afternoon